Hello, and welcome to Reset and Rewind, the video game movie podcast, where we chronologically discuss every video game movie ever. I am Doug, and those were $500 sunglasses, asshole. I'm here with Kevin. It has begun. <laughs> and Paul. Flawless opening. <laughs> <laughs> We are talking about Mortal Kombat the movie, and I think we can all say that this is a childhood favorite amongst the three of us, right? I, I mean, it, we all love it. I don't like this movie. I, I this is like the third time I've watched it. <laughs> You've and spoiled it already. I'm already spoiling it. I do not think I. The first time I watched it, I thought, "Oh, this is pretty good," because I was six or something. Um, but now it's it doesn't hold up as much. But let's discuss it as we go along. I still think. Johnny Cage is probably the worst actor in this, but the fact that they got yeah. Highlander to play Raiden is awesome. It still is awesome. Um, but anyway. So this movie was released in August 18th of 1995, directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. This was his uh, second film, his first being an independent film. So this is his first like blockbuster. And uh, he's best known for the um, Resident Evil movies, which I've never seen. I'll have to watch those in the future. I mean, they're coming future up, episodes. Doug. You're they're coming up, ready. and they're yeah. awful. <laughs> <laughs> awful. I don't know why they made so freaking many. They made a lot but, of them. Speaking of awful, Alien vs. Predator. Oof. Wait. Yeah, that was bad, too. I, speaking of awful, that's a great... No, I'm joking. I was going to say that was a great movie. It's not a great movie. Um, sure. That was not a good movie, either. I mean, Paul was so astonished at how bad the movie was, he was speechless. <laughs> <laughs> so, fun fact, Doug, this is, this year, it's this movie's 25th anniversary. Um, came That's out crazy. 25 years ago. and I. The f- That's insane. The f- I just can't believe it. I was in the theaters. I saw that movie in theaters. Me too. And I, like one of my first movies I remember seeing. I cannot believe that that was 25 years ago. That I saw this movie. Yeah, seven years old. That's when I was, how old I was when I saw that film. Unbelievable. Um, and in the 25 years since this movie has come out, they have put out close to three, four, five, six, seven, eight, almost 15 games for Mortal Kombat. Oh uh, there's a ton. Is that? Are you including Special Forces? Yes, I'm including Special Forces. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm including... I didn't even know that was a game. Yeah. I, I'm also including Mortal Kombat Mythologies, um, too. Ugh. So... What's that? Is that a tiger? It's the only game my brother's game? ever freaked out at. Yeah. It, it's it's a it's a one of the spinoff games. Um, there is Sub-Zero... Mortal Kombat Mythologies Sub-Zero. There is Mortal Kombat Special Forces, which is also a spinoff. Um, and then there is Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks, which is a spinoff as well. Um, Very good game. And Shaolin Monks, I think, is actually pretty good. I don't know if you guys would Shaolin agree. Monks? Yeah. I don't even know what it is. Like, I, I've only played two Mortal Kombat games. No, three. I played uh, the most recent one. As well. Eleven? But, yeah, I played that. Like, just a couple um, minutes of it. <laughs> But I, I never played a lot of Mortal Kombat growing up. Um, I had it on Game Boy, which was yeah probably the worst thing to have Mortal Kombat. 
<laughs> but I had it on the uh, tiger, the tiger handheld. You had it on the tiger handheld? Well, my older brother did, and it was bad. No, that is the worst thing to have. <laughs> the tiger handheld. Oh my god. That's not even the same game. That's like something different. I had Batman on there, which was pretty hard. I'd never beaten that game. I had so I Mortal Kombat 1 through 3. Um, and I had Mortal Kombat Gold for the Dreamcast. It was one of like the four Dreamcast games that I had. Um, and I, Mortal Kombat Gold is the same thing as Mortal Kombat 4. It was just kind of like updated. Um, but that was a great game too. Um, I, you know, despite what people think, I, and I guess it's true now because 11 is still competitively played. Mortal Kombat is a really difficult game to master. Um, so the, mm-hmm. and especially I think Mortal Kombat 2, um, I remember that being a very difficult game for me to kind of wrap my head around. Um, although I was, you know, that came out in, I think, 94, 93. Um, and so, you know, I was only five years old, six years old when playing that game, but it was still very, very difficult. Um, but yeah, this movie came out in 1995 and it coincided with the third game, Mortal Kombat 3 coming out. Um, and it introduced a ton of new characters, Mortal Kombat 3, none of which appeared in, um, Mortal Kombat, the movie. Um, or Annihilation? I, d- I don't know who's in Annihilation. I, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> everybody? Everybody from three? Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yep. They shoehorned so many characters in There's that. a lot, but we'll get to that next we'll... week. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know uh, that um, this took place around Mortal Kombat 2, so I just assumed this was around Mortal Kombat 1. I don't. When did Mortal Kombat 1 come out? 1992 92 92 mm-hmm. yeah i remember mortal kombat 2 was like the big one yeah that was the one that everybody liked um and i i did play that one um but i remember all the characters from it and then i started to recognize in the movies the characters that were in two but not in one so i was like oh this must have took place like near when two came out which i guess did so so we can we can talk yeah. kind of about the chrono- chronological order of Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat 1 came out in 1992. It was widely considered one of the best fighting games, but it was also one of the most violent games ever made, and it stirred up a ton of controversy. Um, you want to take a stab at that, Doug? Sure. So uh, there were the December 1993 congressional hearings. So Mortal Kombat had digitized actors performing very violent and very bloody acts, like uh, fatalities, blood would shoot out if they hit each other. Um, So what got most people's attention was Sub-Zero's fatality, where he would pull his opponent's head out of their body, leaving their uh, spinal cord to dangle. Very, very violent for the time. (laughs) And this would lead to the um, ESRB rating system, which I will talk about. uh, We'll get into that. So... um, at the time, advocacy, uh, advoca- uh, advocacy groups and politicians <laughs> caught wind and thought it, it was the time to think of think of the children like uh, yeah. like Helen Lovejoy from The Simpsons. And the controversy from Mortal Kombat and Night Trap 
which uh, have you guys ever heard of Night Trap? I haven't heard of no. Night Trap until researching this, but talk to us about Night Trap. Night Trap just looked like a very shitty game. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a point and click. It was a the um, full motion video game for the Sega CD. Yep. But it was like a kind of like this really crappy horror movie with these humanoid vampire monster things that would chase people around a house. And the argument was that it depicted violence against women and objectifying women because the women would be in kind of these scantily clad outfits. Like they're in their underwear having like slumber parties. So Nintendo um, and Sega, they would kind of go at it at these, uh, they would go at it in court. So Nintendo had limits on what they could show in their games. But Sega had um, a rating system prior to the ESRB as a result of Night Trap. Because Night Trap had nothing. Like a little kid could just grab it off the shelf. I don't know why they'd want to. I don't think anyone (laughs) wanted that game. But it's neither here nor there. Um, So they had um, a rating for Mortal Kombat because that came out afterwards. Which was MA-13. Which is like their equivalent of like what a T is now under the ESRB rating. T for teen. Yeah. And the argument was that, um, of course, these games had an impact regarding um, negative, violent behavior in children. And the question was, should the government intervene? So Senator Joseph Lieberman Lieberman. led a congressional hearing. And uh, Nintendo and Sega... Yeah, Nintendo and Sega, he's a really cool dude. Oh, yeah, he's great. You can actually watch the hearings. They're on YouTube. Yeah, and they're fascinating. I, I don't know if you guys have ever watched them, but it is just no. quintessential 1990s moral panic. Nobody understands what the heck is going on. Um, they're very <laughs> this, reminiscent. This, this ninja, yeah. he rips this guy's head <laughs> off, and there's blood, and my children are playing this game. Shouldn't shouldn't you do something? I don't want them seeing this. Is that Lieberman? Is that what he sounded like? <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, it's pretty much everybody at these hearings. It sounds just complete crazy moral panic at the time. And I get it. Like, you know, you don't you, – These, it's a new media. You have no idea what's going on. But it feels very reminiscent to current politics where they're actually sitting, like, talking to Mike, Mark Zuckerberg about Facebook and they have no idea what the hell Facebook is. That's kind of how it feels in these um, – hearings during 1992 um or the early 90s um but it's just crazy um it's pretty funny too uh, some of the things that they're talking about um yeah they would watch video they would watch videos of like mortal Kombat. mostly it was mostly like night trap they were really really into night focused trap. on yeah. this game that led to nothing like no one cares about night trap night trap it looks terrible i'm, I'm <laughs> looking at it right now it has Is a it song a live thing. action thing yeah, it's just like they just film it. It has like really low resolution. It's like those really old YouTube videos from like 2005 when like YouTube first launched. God, why would someone really make grainy. a game like that? That's just yeah, awful. It's like really bad acting. Like Ugh. the monsters in the game, they look like the they bought their costumes from like Spencer's gifts. Yeah. Oh my god. Where they got like Blanca's mask from. Yep. So like in court, they were just they were watching clips from these games, and. And this led to, in February of 1994, Lieberman introduced the Video Game Rating Act. And the government um, said to the the video game industry, pretty much like, set up a rating system in less than a year or we're going to intervene and like, take these games off shelves and I guess censor these games, however. But that didn't happen. We now have the uh, 
rated E for everyone, T for teen, M for mature. And there are other ones that I've never seen before. There's like EC for early childhood and A for that. adult, which I've never seen. I have never seen A. Um, oh, Leecher Shoot Larry, They, they man. pretty much just followed exactly what movie ratings did. They might as well have done that, actually. They might as well like give them rated R, PG-13. I, I don't understand why they came up with their own rating system, but I mean, it... there was like that old one, like KA, which they, it was like kids and adults, but they changed that to yep. E. I don't understand why. And there's also a ton of stuff like post Mortal Kombat two and three. Mortal Kombat came back in 2011, and it had a ton of new fatalities that were really, really, really disgusting. Like. I don't know if you remember Noob Sailboat's, um... Noob Sailboat? Yeah, what's his name? Noob Sailbot, is it, I think? Sailbot. Yeah, it's it's Tobias back There you go, okay, Sailbot. Um, he did the one fatality where he ripped somebody in half. Do you remember that? Um, and that was in, like, 2011, and people flipped their shit over it. Um, and, you know, since Mortal Kombat has was created from like 1992 on it's been subjected to a myriad of like critical analysis about whether or not it's racist because of its depiction of um asian stereotypes um also it's like um use of women in media and how they're like scantily clad but also the violence against them it's a ton of stuff moral combat like continues to today continues to be a lightning rod for a bunch of controversies um so yeah which is kind of sad but i mean i guess i understand it it seems like it would be the game for controversies i did i do faintly remember the controversies because i was so young when these were happening i more remember what was doom doom must have been 1995 um doom was Early. I think it was 90. Right around. I think Doom was earlier. Earlier? Doom, the original Doom? I thought I thought the original Doom was 1994 or 5. Man, I, I, I feel like I'm... I've lost track of time. <laughs> I feel like I have no idea since the pandemic hit. Doom is 93. Um, 93? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it, it probably was within these talks. Yes. Because I remember Doom was a big thing, too. Yeah. Because that was pretty violent. Um, and then, obviously, the the other most famous one probably is GTA. Yes. Um, because I, that was huge yep. uh, when that was going on. But that probably was more deserved because it had a lot understand. of sex scenes and stuff. I can understand. And also you can like like you in real life you could go and like shoot somebody or steal someone's car. So I can understand that a little bit, but I mean you're not going to, you know, go to some kid on the playground and rip your face off yes. and breathe fire on him. Uh, someone like, might have. What <laughs> <laughs> happened to you like once or twice? I mean, there, you never know. There is the Scorpion, stop that. There is the crazy shit with um Mortal Kombat 11, where after Mortal Kombat 11 was released, um, there were reports of the developers for Mortal Kombat 11 just having, like, complete PTSD because of how they had to meticulously program in these violent fatalities. 
Um, wow. And so they were pretty violent. Yeah, and they were bad. Mentality. I mean, some of the they are really bad. Some of the visuals. The Kung Lao one is it. The one with Kung Lao where he like spins his hat and like like a buzzsaw and pulls their their legs through the oh, buzzsaw. Yeah. It's terrible. That's the most disgusting. I, one. I mean, they're really bad. And of course, like if I were making that game i would probably need some um i would probably need some counseling too so oh yeah definitely especially if you're subject to it like every single day i actually couldn't imagine being a kid who's never seen something like that i'd probably be terrified some of them are really terrifying these older ones they're more i guess i i never was afraid of them i remember playing the game when i was like must have been five or something like that yeah um and the fatalities never like scared me or anything like that and i was scared pretty easily when i was a little kid i, I was scared of the characters i motaro and kintaro scared the shit out of me i used to have like nightmares about yeah them. i think i always thought even goro, goro too terrifying yeah goro was shiva terrifying. too shiva was also I, I was very scared of shiva i thought shiva was scary yeah pretty much all the monster characters yep. that's true i mean the monster characters were kind of weird but and i mean i i don't know mortal kombat one is a very very tight game and by tight i mean it's developed very well the hits land everything feels just like it feels like a really really good game mortal kombat 2 is a little bit loose um you can play around with a bunch of different moves also the characters feel a little bit more unique um and then i remember playing mortal kombat 3 and thinking like this is like the the final evolution of that trilogy of games where it feels like a really good combination of the unique character style of two and the really tight move set of one um, for three. And this three came out right around the same time as the movie. Um, and I remember being really hyped up about the game because the movie was really great. Um, I feel like three, like the, the fatalities, it was kind of like a downgrade because um they weren't as animated, and sometimes when like a character was cut in half, their arms would just kind of hover in the air. It was, yeah. And like in two, if someone was cut in half, their like torso would fall. Or their, if you got if they got their head cut off, their 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 like entire body would fall to the ground. But in three, their 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 body would just stand still. Yeah. Like hmm. I never noticed that. Probably not. Probably not enough like memory because of the, how many characters they had. They had a lot of characters. Um... Yeah, that that would make a lot of sense. Maybe could yeah. Were they on the same system? Three must have been on what? Super Nintendo. Yeah, I think or, it was like. Um, yeah, I mean, like trilogy. Yeah, they're all they're all on Super Nintendo or Genesis, but like even three in the arcade and on like uh, when they did trilogy on the PlayStation, they still had those things where like if someone got decapitated, their head would just their their bodies would still just stand still, well, yeah. and if someone got cut in half, their arms would still hover in the air. Yeah. I wonder why they decided to do that. That's that is weird. Mortal Kombat 3 came out in April of 95, and it was very, very big. But it also omitted a bunch of characters, too, um, from the previous game. But we can talk about the game a little bit more, because I think Mortal Kombat 3 plays very well into Annihilation next week. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, we're going to have a lot more Mortal Kombat to come. <laughs> so um, let's get into the movie, then. If... if you don't have anything more about the game that you want to really talk about nothing really um just that two i think is the one to play if you're gonna want to play a game while watching this movie because i think you're gonna want to 
Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think I I think uh, we'll talk more about it when we're getting into the nitty gritty of the movie. But yeah. um, I I liked a lot of aspects of this movie. So, so producer uh, Larry Kazanoff, he was a he played the game frequently, and um, he thought the movie could be like a Star Wars meets Enter the Dragon, which I can kind of see the elements of Star Wars in this. Paul, you would probably want to argue with me about that. I can see the elements of Star Wars in this in that it's like a (laughs) journey kind of narrative. And there's also some weird like amateurish um, cuts and um, really weird cinematography that feels very 1970s George Lucas. But yeah. No star wipes, though. No star wipes. You're correct about that, Doug. But the characters, like, I can see, like, Johnny, Sonia, and Lou, and Raiden. Like, Raiden, I can see as being, like, an Obi-Wan. Johnny as a Han Solo, Lou as a Luke, and Sonia as a a Leia. Definitely Goro as Chewbacca. Yeah, I can see that. Um... Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) (laughs) If Chewbacca was evil. Um, Yeah, I could see that. I think there's also some really, like, dark, sinister sort of things that go on with um, Darth Vader and Shao. Um... Um, so and there's an emperor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, who's doing something in the movie? Um, so, who who was the director again? You said uh, uh, Paul W. S. Anderson. Oh, right. And and did this make a lot of money? I know this came out around the same time as Street it, Fighter, right? It it did. It earned 122 million and only it had a budget of 18 million. So Dang. very big success. Wow. It was it was number one for three weeks. Critics hated it, but well, but we loved it. The kids, our kids, loved this film. Every kid, when I was in second grade, everybody was talking about this film. It was it was insane. It was a phenomenon. And the soundtrack also was very popular. That uh, oh yeah that song uh, um, that yeah the whole soundtrack was the first platinum EDM record ever. Yeah, that's Which insane. And like insane. The producers tried to like uh they had to fight for it because they didn't think that audiences were ready for it. They didn't think people would uh it would sell. Really? The song? They wanted to get like Van Halen on like Janet Jackson to do the soundtrack. Oh, that would have sucked. Could, could you imagine? No, oh that, I mean the the soundtrack was actually one of the best things about this entire movie, to be honest. Um yeah. and that still kind of lives well to this day. It still sounds pretty cool. I, yeah. I... <laughs> Did you notice the song, the, the theme song? Did you notice that a, ma- a majority of the song is the sound effect of Sonya getting punched? What? Um, um, um. That sound effect is, is Sonya getting punched in the first Mortal Kombat. Really? The, oh, 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 oh. That's the sound she makes when she gets punched. Huh. I did not know that. I mean... There's probably a lot of weird things in that song. Because yeah. it's an EDM I picked song up on that when I was seven. a lot of different like noises from the game and stuff, which is really cool. I like when they do that. I, I'm I'm proud of this soundtrack, to be honest. And you wouldn't expect it from this movie to start off. Um, if if you just watch the movie without any soundtrack at all, you wouldn't think they would add this like crazy EDM soundtrack. But it it actually works really well. Um, and it actually is the only memorable one in my opinion that we've talked about so far 
other than maybe mm. the Mario Circus music that it like. I mean, the, the great elevator music of uh, Mario too. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's true. I can't even remember. Some guy with a, like an accordion or something. I can't remember. <laughs> we'll play it again. But, Everyone loves to dance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I was I was surprised that it actually got a platinum record. I never knew that, but I do remember that being on the radio. I um, think the opening to times. this movie pumps me the fuck up. Um, just, just spoiler <laughs> alert, I'm gonna swear. I it was awesome um, when they played the song over the New Line Cinema logo. I was like, yeah, let's do. This. Oh yeah, this is gonna same. Be I love that. Same. Um, I actually I watched the movie today. Yeah, and I. <laughs> When I was watching it earlier today, um, the when that logo popped up, I, it just like brought so much nostalgia back because I hadn't heard that song probably since college because I did listen to it a couple times in college, but I totally forgot about the soundtrack in general, and that just totally that pumped me up, really good. So. Um, yeah, great soundtrack, great beginning to what what did I can't even remember exactly what happened in the beginning. Oh, isn't it uh um what his his Luke King's brother getting killed? Yeah. I think that's yeah, what Chan. it is. Yeah, Chan gets the shit beaten out of him by uh Shang Tsung. <laughs> just just really destroyed. Um yeah. I you know I think he slaps him constantly. I think the fighting in this is pretty good. Let's talk about that first. I think it's actually pretty decent fighting all around. Um, for yeah. a movie about um, a fighting tournament, I think they do a pretty great job. Yes. Mm -hmm. So so I think they do a lot better of a job than Street Fighter did. By yeah. Far. I agree. Like Street mm -hmm. Fighter, a game that or a game that is very much about fighting had a movie that was very little fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Which to me was was very sad, especially when you have Jean-Claude Van Damme who is an action movie star. Yeah. Pretty much. Um and Jean-Claude Van Damme was supposed to play Johnny Cage in this film, which he would have freaking been awesome as Johnny Cage. Fantastic. But um mm -hmm. he would have been amazing. Um but the he would have also made the fighting even even more exciting to watch i think yeah so um but the yeah the fighting was great i think every apparently yeah. van damme didn't want to take the role because he wasn't the star of the movie that i yeah i, I remember reading about that when uh, i was reading about street fighter actually um so he wanted to take the street fighter role because they said oh you're guile and you're going to be the lead we're going to make Guile the lead for some reason um, of Street Fighter. Um, and so we agreed to do it. But making Johnny Cage the star of, of Mortal Kombat, that's mm -hmm. that's hard to do. You can't do that. And he couldn't be yes. Liu Kang. That would be stupid. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, even though I think what they did with uh, Johnny Cage was they kind of pr pretty much put him at almost the same level as Liu Kang. Um, mm -hmm. which I thought was pretty pretty crazy because I always thought Johnny Cage was more of a, a jokey character. Mm -hmm. I found him hilarious as a kid. Some of his lines even now watching it were pretty funny. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're cheesy, I, I thought... but they're good. I think they're pretty good. Yeah. 
I agree. But just as I said before, if Jean-Claude Van Damme had delivered those lines, they'd be hilarious. <laughs> that God didn't ask him to park the car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, so the fighting was phenomenal. The acting was pretty good. I think that um, this is where this movie really suffers, is that it it is acted terrible. And I, I love... I love Highlander. I think Christopher Lambert is pretty great. Um, he, but him in this movie, he is just laughably bad as an actor in this movie. He's just so yeah. bad. And I I think he's great in this movie from like a really he's so bad he's good sort of way. Um, I agree. I think that that's where he really shines. But he's just he, – I, I know that he was very generous during this movie. He cost a lot of money in order to bring in and he kind of like – gave away his acting for free pretty much um but i he is just so bad in this movie i i love him though but he's just so bad he's so bad but good yeah exactly. I, I mean i i love him yeah. as raiden or i thought always thought his name was raiden but apparently his name is raiden um You're is it raiden or raiden in the game yeah. <laughs> wait i always call him raiden but i thought his name was spelled r-a-i-d-e-n in the game and in this, it's spelled R A Y D E N. Ray. I think they switch it. See, like for you, I, for me, it was uh, Ryu for Street Fighter. I always called him Ryu for the last time. I always time. called him Ryu, Ryu too, but that's because I was a dumb American kid and I don't know how to say words. <laughs> <laughs> but but with R- Raiden, I I actually thought they said Raiden, and but maybe it maybe it is this. Uh, this Metal Gear Solid thing leaking into my head. But is his name not spelled uh, R-A-I-D-E-N? It is. I think they change it in some of the games. It's spelled that way, but some... I think in the movie, it's R-A-Y. It is R-A-Y-D-E-N. I think in in either one or two, it's R-A-I. Yeah, in some games, he's known as Lord uh, Raiden, um, R-A-I-D-E-N, and it's sometimes spelled R-A-Y-D-E-N. It depends on the game. Um, Hmm. I don't know. I thought the voice said Raiden too, but I I think I'm just misremembering. (laughs) He is really crazy. Um, Christopher Lambert's career is very crazy, but the fact that he played this character so straight throughout this whole movie is also really awesome um, and terrible at the same time. He plays it so like subtle and like over the top at the same time. Um, it is a terrible performance. Uh, I really love I, it. I don't think it's a terrible. I performance, think it's a terrible though. performance. It's I, it's pretty. I don't bad know acting. what you would. Yeah, but I I don't know what you wanted from Raiden Raiden. Okay. I don't know what you wanted from it. I will. Here's my like. My, I wanted him to be cheesy. My big note <laughs> from the movie is where he laughs a bunch. <laughs> Yes, some, that like, was weird. There's some like <laughs> nudges to the audience that he's trying to do there, but there's no lead up to it. I have no idea why he's like laughing towards the audience or like trying to get people to like think that this is funny. <laughs> it makes no sense. The, the, the lead up to the, I think he just knows. the dialogue. I, I wrote that you down know. in my notes because I thought the same thing. I'm like, no there, was, there was one moment early on in the movie 
where he does one of those, pretty much looks at the camera and laughs sort of thing. <laughs> and it's just like, what are you talking, what are you laughing what about? What is he doing? <laughs> and then he says, so he, he apologizes. He, apologizes. he goes, sorry. directly afterwards. And yeah. I'm thinking, why it's is like he apologizing? It's like he does breaks, whatever it's called, the, what, the third wall? The third Breaking wall, the fourth wall, yeah. Wall? Fourth, fourth wall, fourth thank wall. you. <laughs> Some numbered wall was hey. broke. Hey, everybody. You're watching a stupid karate movie. <laughs> yeah, it was like a very Sorry. awkward laugh. Too. Sorry. The fate of billions will depend upon you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That that was really bad. But otherwise, I think like he was okay. I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of nostalgia here for this movie that I have, but i i actually thought he was kind of hilarious at times i think think that's what raiden needed to be so the the best acting by far came in the form of shang sung um who no doubt i i I can't pronounce the actor's name doug do you know how just okay so his name is carrie hiroyuki tagawa thank you carrie hiroyuki tagawa um i know him as the um um, Lisa and I were watching um, Johnny Tsunami. Yep. Did you watch it on, again? Uh, no, this was no, this was like oh yeah, I did mention that in the earlier episode. <laughs> now this was like whenever like Disney Plus first came. I out. thought maybe you watched year. Mortal Kombat and you're like oh gotta watch Johnny Tsunami again. <laughs> now he just like plays this grandpa, this like, the youngest grandpa in the world. He's like has to be in his early forties in this film. What is but, he in um, this film? Like I said before, he looks like he's forty five. Did he get younger in Johnny Tsunami? Yeah, but Johnny Tsunami came out like two, like maybe two years later. <laughs> oh, so really? It, it wasn't. What? Yeah. No. It's like he's like an older guy. He's older than us, but he's not like Disney you know. Disney Channel didn't even age. exist until like two thousand two. <laughs> I I think he's like forty five in this movie. Um, there was a Disney Channel, but it was like all cartoons. I don't. What what is he in this movie? I 35? think he's like forty five in this movie. Um, oh, forty five. Yeah, and so I mean he's got to be like seventy two in Johnny Tsunami. I I think he does. <laughs> I think he does just like the best job um, in this movie. He is the one who acts, who like compensates for Christopher Lambert's poor performance as Raiden. Um, Shang Tsung is just Agreed. incredible um, throughout this. He really does remind me a lot of Raul Julia's um, Bison um, in that he's just over the top and constantly playing towards the audience, I think. Um, it's just hammy. He looks at the camera in one Exactly, scene. yeah. He's great. Um, he does a really good job. Um, and he makes... He creates levity throughout the intensity of this movie. There's a lot of parts where it's just very dark and very intense, and then he appears and just lightens it up a little bit, even though his character's evil. Um, he just makes it kind of comical and much more breezy. Um, and then he goes away and it feels dark and like intense again. So he does a really great job. Um, if that was the aim I of agree. his character, he did a great job. Yeah. That's something that all, all four of these video game movies so far, they all have great memorable villains. And I wish I could say that for the Marvel movies, which... I mean, the Marvel that has like Loki and Thanos, Loki's and really like Killmonger, the only yeah, memorable one in my yeah. 
Yeah, some like the rest of the villains from the Marvel movies are so forgettable. They're all they're mostly just like guys in suits who the one the one I forget about the most is the one from um what the hell was it? Doctor Strange. Who was the villain in that movie? I don't remember. It was like someone who had similar powers. I don't remember what he looks like, what his name was. Balavanino. Anything really about that movie. I have no idea what his name was. <laughs> yeah. I, just... I I forget. It was like some like Dormammu. Demon god or something. Oh, yeah. I know. Okay. Oh, there was Dormammu. Dormammu and there was, was like the other the, was the demon god thing, but then there was yeah, the other he's guy. There for two seconds. Was, then there was the yeah, master. Very forgettable guy. It was the master, right? What's her the name? master? Yeah, but she 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 wasn't uh, the villain. She was like half partial villain, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Not really villain. Anyway, I think there was the other guy who was. But yeah, I I agree, I agree with like, you, Doug. I think that that's... those movies don't have very memorable villains, but these have had them. Even though I'd say that Bowser or Koopa was a terrible. Villain. Very memorable. <laughs> yeah. But they did terrible. But in the same way, I think he had those at least memorable like cornrow things yeah, right there. Yeah. Th- that's yes. what I was just going to say like the, <laughs> the style of the the villains have been really unique and on point. Um yeah. especially considering that the style of Shang Tsung up to now is just an old man with a beard. Um they change him into this like mm. hipster dude from the 90s who looks like he could have totally beat up John Stamos. Um, He's just like, just really great. Uh, I like him a lot. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. I think think he, I I agree with you. I think he brought this movie um, up quite a bit. And I think that's why I actually enjoyed the movie. If, not for him, I think the movie would have been god awful because he just brings the movie back to this more serious tone. Yeah, um, which I think the movie needed. Yeah, uh, because it is it is very jokey, but um, it's also just pure action too, pretty much too, uh, because of all the the fight scenes in it. That it didn't really need that much of a story, in my opinion, um, but. But he was definitely the uh, the star of the movie, in my opinion. I would agree. So, fun fact: they uh, apparently the test audiences they wanted more fighting when they saw the first um, draft of the film. Yeah. So, and so they added two more fights. There was Johnny Cage versus Scorpion and Liu Kang versus Reptile, which the uh, the latter of the two is probably my favorite yeah, of the film. I would agree. The Reptile fight. I, the Reptile fight was really good. I liked the Scorpion fight too, though. Oh yeah. Oh, that's probably my that's probably my second yeah. favorite. I was gonna. Uh, the, the last one's also nice. That one is good. What would they have? How um, the original screenplay? Yeah. How sorry. would they have described or like explained um, Scorpion if they didn't have that fight scene? Because he like appears in one scene and then he's gone in the next. And if you don't have that fight scene, you don't have character resolution throughout the film. So. He would have been like exactly. Jackson. Well, yeah. What I read, well, that's true. There was a sad thing that happened to that actor, though. I guess that's the reason yeah. the 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 uh, original guy who played Jax or who was going to play Jax uh, died of cancer, just like right before, um, and mm-hmm. they recast him like at short notice to a different guy, 
and they're just they they cut down his part significantly after that which was kind of sad yeah um and he died too what that actor who played the actor who played jackson this movie also died he also died i think at the same age too i think they were both 41 when they died holy crap so. that's insane and so. very sad so don't play just gonna say really <laughs> public service announcement do not play jacks in a movie um. <laughs> if you're under the age of 41 <laughs> but um <laughs> over 41 it's fine um but carl weathers is he's yeah. safe um he plays him in the game the scorpion uh johnny cage fight i actually read that uh it was shorter and they actually made it longer is what it was because what he did was he did this kick when they were in the woods and they teleport yeah to this uh to like that hell yeah like area or yeah. which is back to the back to where they were i guess um and that was the extension of the fight the fight was actually supposed to end in the forest with the kick and that's hmm. that was that was where the fight was supposed to end so i actually think the extension was much needed yeah like i i thought it was really cool that they did that I, um yeah i i actually liked that uh jumping around and teleporting thing that they did in general because mm -hmm. i thought it was more of a callback to the game and the different the many different areas that uh the fighters fight in the actual game yeah i think i think they also did a really great job in this movie of referencing the stages there's a ton of stages that are referenced throughout the movie um specifically the outworld you can definitely see the wastelands of the outworld from mortal kombat 2 there um the pit is obviously referenced right at the end too um that was great i think you can definitely see like shang they're also walking along yeah. the pit like the uh the platform like the the bridge they yep. were they were walking along that in one yep. scene the the living forest obviously um in the one yep. where you know scorpion is fighting um there's stuff like shang Tsung's courtyard is pretty obvious in hindsight from the first scene of the movie right where there's all these monks mm -hmm. and then there's obviously a throne there it, it's a reference to shang Tsung's courtyard um even though shang Tsung's not there so there's a ton of really really subtle but honed in references to the stages which i think to me mortal kombat beyond the characters too the stages are very recognizable and so it's i think done with love to kind of reference that um agreed i hadn't played um mortal kombat 2 in a lot of years and i still recognize some of the places yeah. from there so yeah they did a really good job um referencing him uh, I mean, they walk through. I, the I, they may shrine. have referenced every yeah. single one of them. I think they did. They they walked through the warrior shrine at one point, and then you know, friggin' uh, reptile hisses at them. But yeah, and I mean, there's even a place that looks very similar to Goro's lair in the movie too. So yeah. Not only that, they also even got the, like some of the character moves in the game too, mm -hmm. or in the movie. Um, like like johnny cage's like nut punch that was uh, probably the most <laughs> obvious one um mm -hmm. which was great but they also did the get over here with uh with scorpion which was which was cool he said it like 15 times but they also have the get down here <laughs> get down here yeah get down here <laughs> get down here <laughs> 
Did he? Does he say that in the game? Yeah, he does. He does say get down. <laughs> like he says that to his son when, like, his son is, you know, he's like, it's dinner time. Like, Scorpion's like, get down here. Get down here. <laughs> um, and then uh, they did Sub-Zero's, I think, one of Sub-Zero's uh, fatalities, too. Oh, yeah, to that random, um, like, Henchman masked guy. Uh, soldier yep. guy. Yeah. By the way, so that soldier, when he's about to fight, he grunts, and it sounds exactly like Grandpa Simpson. <laughs> It's like, he's like, eh, eh, death, there it is, death. He sounds exactly like him. <laughs> there's, a, there's also, a, the bicycle kick is in this too. Um, Liu Kang's yep. bicycle kick. Bicycle kick. There's, um, the fireball. Yep. There's Goro's weird, like, punch where he grabs them by the bottom two arms that he has and then punches them with the top two. It, he doesn't really do it. He just, like, picks them up with the bottom two arms and then punches the guy once. But it kind of counts, I guess. You know, Art? Um, You're talking about Art Lean? Yeah. Yep. Who was that guy? Art Lean. He's Art Lean. He's, you know, he's Art Lean. <laughs> Johnny Cage saw him fight in London. He was great. <laughs> I'm glad that you remember that. Okay, was so he in the when game you guys were or in... something? No, he wasn't. Okay, I figured. So, I when you guys were in like elementary school, did you ever have like the kid who would make stuff up about like Mortal Kombat? Yeah, because there used to be like a few kids that would just lie, and they'd be like, "Um, in uh this this game, you put this code in, and you could play as Art Lean." No, I, and you can like I do his fatality and stuff. Yes, I yeah, I and do I, remember that. I remember people did that with a lot of games. I remember a lot of kids were like, yeah, you put in this really crazy code. I'm pretty sure Paul did that to me a few times. I definitely Put in this did. code and it'll do so. <laughs> oh, I definitely did. <laughs> and definitely. I would do it and I'd be like, no, <laughs> it doesn't do anything. <laughs> I would do that with Kevin specifically yeah. with Super Mario 64, where I was like, you can get Luigi if you jump into the wall just at the right time. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. I was so pissed because he would always lie to me about video games yeah. like that, oh, exactly <laughs> like that. Yep. And I would sit there playing that game, trying to figure this out, and it would go nowhere. And I'd be like, "Son of a bitch, I'm either doing something wrong, or that son of a bitch lied to me again about another fucking game." <laughs> Sonic and uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee. Yep, same thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I I really believe that one. I played that game for freaking hours trying to find Sonic. <laughs> Ridiculous. I actually think that there, the one point in this movie that I think um, they did an excellent job in is the fight scene between um, Liu Kang and Reptile. I think it's a really, really solid, tight fight. Um, but it also kind of feels like a video game fight um in that you know they're kind of just going head to head at each other and pushing each other back and forth um that's one of my favorite fights in this movie um which brings me to really talk about i think Liu kang does a really good job as an actor in this i don't remember the name of the actor himself um i think it's robin shu i, I kind robin of Shu. There he's we go. a very yeah. good martial artist yeah but I don't. He's not. I don't think he's a good actor. Sorry. I think he does a better job here than. Um, I mean, he does a much better job than Christopher Lambert does. Um, but and also better than Bridget Wilson too, um, or Brigitte Wilson. Um, 
But is that is that the girl from Billy Madison? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, she was only twenty in this film when they were filming this. How the hell old was she in Billy Madison? Wasn't Billy Madison before was, this movie? It's the same he, year. No, but, uh, that was after. It was like, oh wait, no, it's the same year, yeah, ninety five. So year. they were filming this in ninety four. She was born in September of seventy three, so she was either twenty or going on twenty one. Yeah. So she's super young. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize that she was so young. She played a teacher in Billy Madison, so you wouldn't think yeah. she was 20. That's crazy. And she played Arnold's like teenage daughter in um, Last, Action, Last Hero. Action Hero. That's where I remember her from originally, um, was that movie. And then. What? You remember her from that movie? Yeah, she, that most? came out in 1993. Um, I remember her from that movie. She was also in I Know What You Did Last Summer, too. She was really popular, apparently, during this three-year period. Yeah, and then she just disappeared. Then she just vanished. Apparently, they were going to get Cameron Diaz to play her. She wasn't really known at this point. She was in The Mask, and I think that was pretty much it. But she uh, had a wrist injury, so they got um, Bridget Wilson. And Bridget Wilson. And and then Sonya, actually, she actually got injured on the set, too. She had a... She dislocated her shoulder. I was going to say, yeah. One of the many injuries on set. Yep. Who were the other injuries, Doug? So, uh, Lyndon Ashby, the guy who played Johnny Cage, um, he got like a... Bruce So, Kidney. the guy who played Scorpion um, gave him like a kidney shot. He either punched or, punched or kicked him in the kidneys and he was pissing blood. <laughs> so, that's not fun. Jesus Christ. Oof. Oof. Yeah, and uh, him... Um, Lyndon Ashby, I don't recognize him from anything. Like, I looked on these IMDb. His most famous role is Wyatt Earp. From what? But never seen it. Wyatt Earp from what? Wyatt Earp. <laughs> no, he's just, he's in the movie Wyatt Earp. Oh, okay. I was going to oh, say. I don't know what that is. Um, so, no, he was also, they were thinking of casting uh, Tom Cruise as Johnny Cage as well. And he kind, this guy kind of looks like Tom Cruise, in my opinion. He has a very similar likeness if you so squint real hard for like yeah. tom cruise <laughs> <laughs> apparently like tom cruise was on the set of the film and he was like trying to like sneak a peek and people were just telling him to like piss off yeah i heard it's like i just want to see and they were like get out of here tom cruise <laughs> go film um whatever he was um, jerry mcguire i think that's, jerry mcguire that might have been was around back then um I think Tom Cruise would have been awesome in this movie. It's just like, let's just recast it with the people that we want in it. I agree. Well, the other first choice, the first choice for Raiden was uh, Sean Connery. But no. he said no. He's, he said uh, he turned down the role. He said he wanted to play golf. This episode was recorded prior to the passing of Sean Connery. Instead. I don't think so. <laughs> just want to play golf right now. Play this. Children's <laughs> toy movie. Oh man, I could just—it's—and then the other person, the next person after Sean Connery was Danny Glover for Raiden. <laughs> I'm Which... too old for this shit. I don't age. I'm a god. <laughs> Which I—I I don't understand why Danny Glover was the next one in line after that. But I let me just tell I, you, we could do a whole podcast about. Movies that Danny Glover. the movies that Sean Connery <laughs> declined to star in. 
Um, we could just do a whole podcast <laughs> on true. that because he was supposed to be the architect in the Matrix, and he declined that. He was supposed to be Gandalf in the Lord of the Rings, but declined that. He was supposed to be in the um, the Skyfall for James Bond as like the older James Bond, but he declined that too. He's got like three things he's, that he's like two hundred years old right now. I mean, yeah, but those are all awesome, and he could have been writing. <laughs> Like, uh, there's four great roles that Sean Connery could have played and just decided, nah, I'm going to go somewhere else and live in my castle. Um, he wanted to play golf. <laughs> idiots making films no, in Hollywood he... now. <laughs> no, but you know the role that he did take? League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. Which was a great <laughs> His last role. Yep. Yeah. His last... His Stop last acting role. after that. And he... And he talks very poorly of that, <laughs> which it was deserved, but still. That was the most boring movie I've ever seen. Yeah, yes. I don't. I didn't watch the entire thing, but I watched maybe like thirty minutes of it, which was probably was probably five minutes because that's how boring it was. Yeah, it there was, was just nothing happened in it. It was just nothing. It was just talking about these characters that <laughs> gives a shit about. They're supposed to be extraordinary, but they weren't. But yeah. Um, so I think those were the only, uh, the big ones that were supposed to be, uh, different actors. Yeah. Uh, but cause I, I think everybody else was, was pretty much the first choice. Um, other than like you said, Brigitte, whatever her last name is, Brigitte Jones, Bridget Wilson. Yeah. What her last name. Bridget Wilson. Bridget Wilson. <laughs> um no uh but that was cameron diaz before you said yeah mm-hmm. and is she sonia in annihilation no i don't know who that actress is they change yeah, everybody up i think in annihilation. yeah i think luke kang and talisa soto who plays uh katana are the only returning actors in that movie yes which is kind of a sad thing because mm-hmm. i i, I kind of wish they had uh same people on again but oh well yeah and I like the Raiden. They they have James Remar playing Raiden. And yeah, I do. Like I think that. he's much. I I like him a lot. I like him a little bit better than uh, Christopher Lambert. But I fully agree with you, Doug. I fully agree with you. I really liked Christopher Lambert. The thing is, th- those actors sound completely different. Like one sounds like this. Yeah. And the other sounds like this. That was <laughs> yeah. Terrible James Remar. But you know what I mean. <laughs> it's true. Um. So what else did you guys want to talk about? Uh, with this movie um originally the screenplay had more gore and violence much like the game and was a, there was also a lot of um there was also a lot of swearing but um yeah they had they wanted to get you know younger audiences so they had to turn to a pg-13 but unlike street fighter there wasn't g at one point yeah can you imagine what? the G? It wasn't G? Yeah, the G no, I said, you remember a Street Fighter? They had it like at a G rating at one point. Oh, I, I thought that. you said this was at G. Oh, rating. no. Like, what? I was going to say How? like... Was it animated? <laughs> Mortal Kombat rated G. <laughs> <laughs> they just performed their friendships. That's the entire movie. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that did surprise me when I watched this again, that there was no gore or anything. Because you would have thought... No- with Mortal Kombat, the movie, there would be a lot of gore, but there was, like, no blood at all. But I- I'm glad that they didn't put a ton of blood in it. I think it would have been yeah. too much. There's only uh, two scenes with blood. There's the scene where Sonya shoots that random henchman dude. There's, like, blood trailing from that guy's mouth. And then when Liu Kang fights Shang Tsung, he, ha- he also has, like, blood trailing from his mouth, but, like, a very small amount. So that's the only blood you see in this entire film. 
Yeah. And then Scorpion it's... bleeds out like Nickelodeon Gak in one scene. Yeah. He does. When, uh, yeah, when well, he also has fire him. blow out of him. Yeah. Because he's exploding for some reason. I don't... <laughs> And then Johnny Cage has enough time to perform his friendship, <laughs> which they. Well, I can't well, they one of the that. cheesiest fights I do have to say was the one between Liu Kang and Sub Zero, and when he uses the water to like the element which brings life. Use the element which brings life, water. Yeah, the element, the element that brings life. That was like the cheesiest water. thing. Oh my God, it's water! Like I, like I the, knew this it was water expression. before he did. That was ridiculous. He took so long to figure out that it was water. And they put a bucket there for him. Did Katana do that? The bucket was just there. No, Raiden put it there. (laughs) They showed him they showed him carry it in and put Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, Raiden puts it there and then he uses it uh, to miraculously make this giant freaking icicle that pick that flies through Sub Zero. But um yeah, I, I thought that was super cheesy. Isn't that cheating? What? Like Raiden kind of just helped him win. Like, he, he did. Is he allowed to? I don't. The rules of this, there's just so many different rules about. Well, that's why the emperor at the end appears because Raiden cheated the entire. Because Raiden put the bucket of water there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that was really the only fight that I was just like, eh, I didn't really care too much about. But um, all the other fights I I enjoyed, even the one between Johnny Cage and Goro. I thought that was pretty pretty funny. I also liked I I liked uh, I think you guys mentioned this. Even though it was like the 90s, I think they did an okay job with with Goro. Goro's Goro great. looked great. Yeah. He, I agree. He cost 1 million dollars and they had like uh, six I think they had like 16 puppeteers operate him. Oh they, my they god, just like a it puppet. was a puppet? Yeah, it was like a puppet on uh, someone's body yeah. like they're like someone's legs and then they'd have like you know the puppet above them i thought it i was... think in some scenes it was just a puppet but i think when he's fighting johnny cage that's like someone with a costume on yeah i thought it was really good 90s cg no that, like i was like i saw the really crappy cg that they had oh yeah um, for like that one second when he's for... fighting johnny on the cliff yeah well they also had um reptile which was some of the oh. worst cg <sighs> That I've ever seen in my entire life. What a stinker! What <laughs> makes like uh, it makes reboot look like yeah. Beowulf. <laughs> but then I saw um, <laughs> but but then I saw Goro and I'm just like, wow, holy crap! They that's where they went. They spent all their CG budget was on Goro, but it's a puppet. Oh no, it's incredible. That's, that's cool. I would I would really that is really incredible. I would really tell everybody to go on YouTube and find the behind the scenes for Mortal Kombat. Um, where they they show Goro, it's, it's incredible. It's really great. I mean, there are parts where he's like mouth moves and his face looks a little bit puppet like, but I think he's just awesome looking in this movie. He's just really great. I think they have like CG for his mouth in some scenes, kind of like what they do with Babe. Yeah, they kind of mm-hmm. do that with his mouth. And then there's one scene, like I said, when he's like fighting Johnny in the cliff. There's a very far away shot where Goro is completely CG, yep. but it's only for like four seconds. Yeah. It's probably a very expensive uh, shot right there. Apparently, he broke down constantly on set. What? Oh, and he just, like, the puppeteer or the puppet broke up? Broke yeah, down. and he would, like, slow down filming, kind of like Van Damme did with his cocaine binges. <laughs> and uh, actually, Tom Woodruff, um, who did, like, the Xenomorphs and Aliens, he was he worked on Goro. 
Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, that mm-hmm. that doesn't surprise me because those those were really good. I I really I want things to go back to practical effects. I really wish they would use them more because they I don't know. There's something about them that just makes them better overall. In I agree with you completely. No more CG. CG needs to die. <laughs> CG is just boring, especially like the fight scenes that are CG. Like. I'm, I'm, I keep crapping on Marvel movies, but some of them are just people flying around like a cartoon. I'm like, I'm bored. Yeah, I um, agree. Actually, uh, so Johnny Cage, the the actor who played Johnny Cage, didn't want to do his own st- stunts, but the actor who played Liu Kang um, told him that he should, so he actually did his own stunts. So a bunch of people did their own stunts. So you just talking about CG in movies, like replacing a fight scene, which is really sh- crappy. Um, I'm glad that these guys actually did their own stunts because it looks like a hundred times better. They cut, they have to cut a lot less when um, an actor does their own fight scene. So I give them a lot of uh, props for doing that. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the characters in this are stuntmen. Well, Robin Shu, he um, he's a stuntman. Yeah, yeah. So he's a martial artist. Um, I don't know if he's a stunt. I'm guessing he, he he's probably a stuntman too because he's a martial artist. But I know like Scorpion and Sub Zero, yep. those actors are stuntmen. Yep. But Robin Shu had a lot of input in the fight scenes of the movie. Um, the head choreographer would go to him for advice. And um, Scorpion, he he was played by stuntman Chris Casamasa. Yeah. And um, he was on. Do you guys remember the show WMAC Masters? No. No. He, okay, so this show I had to. I remember the show as a child and I did not remember the name of it, but it was kind of like if you mixed Mortal Kombat and professional wrestling, it was like, Oh yeah. You showed scripted, me this. Um, you showed me this, Doug. I do remember. This I did show thing. you that. Yes, I did show you this, Paul. This show was like, it didn't have a long, it didn't air for long, but it's just amazing that the show existed and it did not catch on, but I used to watch it and I'm like, this is awesome. There were just all these gimmicked characters. They would, get into these martial arts battles. Um, what's his name? Uh, Ho Sung Pak, yep. who played Liu Kang in the game. He was the digitized actor for Liu Kang. He was in the show. Yep. Yeah, it would just be these guys. They had storylines. Like It was pretty entertaining. It's all on YouTube for free. So check it oh, out. Did They were actual people? Like digitized? Yeah. I didn't realize that. When you said digitized actors, I thought you just meant like... Oh, no, no I'm talking about people. in the game. Like... No, I know, game, like, no, I know. Yeah. In in the video mm-hmm. game itself, I didn't know mm-hmm. they were actually digitized people. Oh yeah. I thought mm-hmm. you just meant huh. I didn't know that. I didn't know they were based on real people. That's interesting. I guess it, it makes sense. And Ed Boon is the voice of Scorpion in this movie too. Um Yep. Yeah. And he's one of the co co creators, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Of Mortal Kombat. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that they did. They did so much with this movie. I, I still think it's a great movie. But Paul, you said you disliked it, and, and you kind of uh, it was sort of a spoiler. Maybe you've changed your mind. Maybe we've changed your mind. No, Maybe I you remember it fondly. Now. It still has <laughs> not changed my mind. I, you know, I think that probably some of the things that I, I think it's the plot makes very very little sense. I mean, it makes sense in that there is a plot, but in the overall scheme of the movie, it jumps around a bunch. Um, Character motivation kind of goes all over the place. 
I don't know what happens to Sonya in that she like is very like strong assertive woman and then becomes like the damsel in distress halfway through the movie. That's yeah, true. That scene. So that she's like true. this badass woman and all of a sudden Shang Tsung has her in like an he's just like holding her by the arm and she's like Let me go <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I, and I, I agree. That was a weird change for her character. It, it's just very strange. And, you know, like, Johnny Cage is this, like, arrogant individual. And towards the end of the show, towards the end of the movie, he's, like, selfless and trying to help people. And, like, there's no real explanation for his his sudden shift other than watching somebody's die, somebody die. Um you know, Liu Kang, I think, just stays the same. It's the same um, kind of criticisms that I have of Rey throughout all the new Star Wars movies. He does not mm. evolve as a character at all. And so he's a no very character boring arc. character to kind of sympathize with. Um, he's like, Agreed. he's defiant. So the plot and the character motivations don't really make any sense. The dialogue is funny at times, but it's so bad that it's not redeemable in points um and i'm sure you guys have your favorite lines here but i mean for instance i keep going back to it but Raiden laughing for like half of the parts of the movie and then all of a sudden just apologizing afterwards like what are you doing i just kind of love that <laughs> it's not great um and i just think the acting overall throughout the movie you know, aside from um, Shang Tsung and um, at times, I think Liu Kang does a really great job at acting. I think most of the other actors throughout this are just not up to par. I mean, I mean, I would agree with you on all those points of why it's a bad movie. However, we are talking about video game movies. And when you compare it to the other video game movies who also don't have very good <laughs> dialogue, don't have good stories, yeah. don't have anything. <laughs> I'd say this story was pretty darn good compared to the other ones. Um, it actually made a little bit more sense, uh, especially, I have no idea what was going on in Double Dragon. No. I don't know what was happening. Um, <laughs> and Mario was so far out of left field. Yeah, you knew what the hell was going on but it had nothing to do with whatever story Mario was actually about. And then uh, the Street Fighter was so fucking confusing. I, <laughs> there were so many characters, and they were all doing different things. I'm going to say something pretty pretty uh, damning here. I think I like Street Fighter more than I liked Mortal Kombat, specifically because well, I think Street Fighter was just so blatantly trying to be a comedy wrapped in a fight fighting movie right there were so many moments mm -hmm. in which it was not taking itself seriously and mortal kombat <laughs> to its detriment at times takes itself very very seriously as a movie and it fails at times i think i think it's it's still fun to watch it's just not my favorite movie no and i, I i'm not gonna convince you otherwise obviously <laughs> but what I think is that this movie where where uh, 
Street Fighter was trying to be kind of like a corny, uh, action-y movie. Weird. I don't even know if I could almost consider it action. It was just super corny. Um, where Mortal Kombat, I think, was trying to be a um, martial art movie. Yes. Which, if you watch most martial arts movies of the 90s or 80s, yep. pretty cheesy. I think they're pretty spot on with the martial arts movie approach. But Doug, what do you think? Be the tiebreaker, even though you, we already know you like them. <laughs> I like the movie. Uh, yes, it, it follows the game. The story doesn't make a lot of sense. The rules are very convoluted. Exactly. They don't make much sense. But I mean, you get you get some good fight scenes. You get like five or six good fight scenes. That's all that matters. It's fun. You know, when I was seven years old, this game was awesome, and I was it it fulfilled my 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 wants and needs as a child. Yeah. seeing this movie. Also, I have a I have a memory in the I have a memory in the theater when Liu Kang talks about being the descendant of Kung Lao, because Kung Lao in the game is like the same age as Liu Kang, but he's the descendant of an older Kung Lao. So he mentioned Kung Lao, and I went nuts I'm like Kung Lao. And then um, you know the scene where they have like the the soldiers like rise from the ground, and there's like that samurai. Yeah, he had a helmet on, so I was like, I go to my older brother, I'm like, is that Kung Lao? That's Kung Lao. That's Kung Lao. And then my older brother goes, shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> oh that's pretty great i wonder if he's listening to this he'll be like oh yeah i remember when i said that to him oh that's amazing uh, that's the yeah. best reaction ever to my disappointment kung lao is only mentioned he's not actually in the movie <laughs> Oh, that's Doug. A good, that was a good story. I'm glad, <laughs> glad you told it. So, oh, you know who we did not talk about yet? We did not talk about Kano. I thought he was great. Oh, Kano was oh, awesome. Let's talk too. about Kano and his collective of five minutes on the screen. Well, that's the um. other problem here is that Kano and <laughs> and Sub Zero are like criminally underused in this. Oh, come on, Sub Zero. He gets enough freaking time. I think Sub Zero is like my away favorite with Mortal Kombat ball. villain. Um, he's my favorite Mortal Kombat character. Kano was my favorite, and he's not used in this enough. He like dies too quick. I would rather him be around for a much longer time. But yeah, Kano is pretty badass and i think the the visualization of him is really good i i think his bionic eye looks great oh, it looks awesome yeah um i would say and the what is with his eye what do you mean do, do, does anybody ever know what is with, is with his eye he just has a red eye is that all it is we know that he's like the under he's like the leader of the underworld yeah or like the underground you know crime world and uh He's very rich. He's like, you know, so he probably had his eye like, stabbed out by, you know, a rival gang. And, you know, he just got enough money to, like, pay for some some scientists to be like, hey, give me, hey, give me a Terminator eye. <laughs> Something like that. See, it, it just, for the style of the movie, even though he needed that iconic eye, obviously, it just felt more like cyberpunky and... Mm-hmm this wasn't a very cyberpunky movie. So it just, it was, it was weird to me, um, but they couldn't have done anything else. Obviously they needed to make Kano's eye, but um, in the, I never knew what it was in the games. It's like, uh, I, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he finds this in the outer world or in, in the outworld, um, the eye. 
Um, oh. And so it gives him like that would make sense. It gives him power um, that he doesn't have otherwise. So, yeah. Um, but that could be huh. just me misremembering the games. But I'm pretty sure he gets the eye through some sort of thing in the outworld. Um, but that would make sense because um, this. This movie, obviously, we talked about it earlier. Uh, it has a lot of references to the game, and, and it follows the game pretty well. Yeah. And it shows that him in, um, what what's his name, Shang Tsung? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, has a really old relationship with Shang Tsung, so that could mean that he got that eye from Shang Tsung. They didn't need to really explain it. But, um, I mean, it would make sense that he's been to the outworld uh, before. So Well, he does, he does say in a scene, like when we first meet Kano, he's like, I love virtuality in a woman, don't you, Mr. Shang Tsung? That, that scene? <laughs> yeah. yeah I do he says when he, uh, when he threatens to rape Sonya, which is a, like a subplot with him. Yep. Yeah. He says like, oh, if you touch her, I'll make sure you need a seeing eye dog. So maybe Shang Tsung did something to his other eye. I don't know. That was like a very he was threatening uh, to, to to remove his eye. And by the way, Shang Tsung's also kind of creeping on Sonya. What's up with that? Yeah, I think it's just some it's that nineties trope, I think. It's where they gotta they gotta make a move on the maybe it's an eighties trope that just bled into the nineties. <laughs> but it's it's a weird I don't like it. It's it's it was just weird. misplaced. It's it doesn't make sense with the movie at all they just kind of force those little little creepy lines in especially yeah, from kano's a villains. cool character like kano's a really cool character and just hearing him say like i mean he's like get me a private cabin with sonya we'll have my hun- own little honeymoon it was just ugh. yeah maybe me and sonya should share a cabin have our own little honeymoon cruise yeah it is it is kind of weird visually he's up there with his character for me i think visually he's up there with zangief as part of like really good translations from game to screen the two those two characters i think are really done spot on i think obviously it's much easier to do it with a character like sub-zero and scorpion that there's really no translation issues there because they're just you know a blue ninja a yellow ninja it's pretty easy but (laughs) um in terms of like characters with actual faces and things um zangief and kano i think are the two best that we've seen so far yeah i agree i i mean i think they in general did a really good job yeah um in this movie portraying uh the actors as their actual characters in the video game um i think street street fighter did a pretty good job of doing that too but um (laughs) not as good as Except for Dalsim. Dalsim yeah, or yeah. Blanca. Or T-Hawk. <laughs> yeah. I um, sad, sad news. Um, it's like 17-year-old news, but uh, Trevor Goddard, the actor who portrayed Kano, passed away in 2003. What did he pass away of? I don't know. He just um, passed away? I think I want to say it was a heart attack or something like that. That is sad. Hmm. What, was he in a bunch of other things? I didn't recognize him for anything. Yeah, I, well, I couldn't tell by his face because it was really hard to. I, see I checked that. his IMDb. I didn't see anything. But... 
don't know. Yeah, when I there... found out he died, when I found out he died, it ripped my heart out, eh? Oh my gosh. <laughs> there, there, <laughs> there, uh, there really wasn't very many prominent actors in this movie, uh, in general. So, um, actually, the only one I really recognize would have to say is, is, uh, the, the actress. That's it. Um, Bridget. Miss Vaughn. Vince, yeah, Veronica Vaughn or whatever her name is. <laughs> so hot, one, two, touch the hiney. <laughs> yeah. She, she was the only one I recognized. Uh, well, no, I, no, Christopher Lambert. I also recognize him. Yeah, man, Lambert. I was gonna say then, my mom. It's Highlander. Yeah, yeah, him I recognize. Come on, I keep forgetting he was in the movie. <laughs> You keep my mom recognized my mom like really liked the Highlander way back when and she was really happy that he was in the film. I think she had a little eh, something for yeah, him. I, I would imagine. Lambert. Had a little crush on him. That's fair. <laughs> um, good looking dude, I guess. So speaking of I think there's a common thread between Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat in that there's a lot of Bruce Lee um like I, I don't know what it is references in those two games um but specifically enter the dragon is almost it, mortal Kombat is almost a shot for shot remake of enter the dragon i don't know if you guys have seen i've heard that i have enter the dragon i've never seen the movie and yeah, doing right. the research makes me really want to i'm probably going to rent it on amazon yeah it is well, that's yeah that's what doug said in the beginning he said that it's like a Mix between Enter the Dragon and Star Wars. Yeah, it, it it's almost a shot for shot remake of Enter the Dragon. Um, it you can you can go and watch it. Um, Enter the Dragon came out in 1973. It's pretty much I think Enter the Dragon is probably the greatest martial arts film that Bruce Lee did. You, there's large debate on that, but um, it's a pretty great movie. Um, and you know, it centers around a tournament. Um, there's a lot of like avenging, you know, death and stuff like that in it. So I would definitely watch it because the two really intermingle. Um, and just like, you know, in um, Street Fighter, who was the character who was Bruce Lee in Street Fighter um, that they decided to just omit from the movie? Um, yeah. Fei Long. Yeah. What? Fei Long. Fei Long. Which was, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Which is understandable why they excluded him from the movie. But they had Sawada in there. <laughs> Ooh, they should have just made into Fei Long. I don't understand, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean... No, I'll have to watch that Ender the Dragon. I didn't, I didn't realize that this movie was based on any other movie be honest it feels almost like a, a sh it's a pretty close reference to it i mean i keep saying shot for shot it's not shot for shot but it feels like it it's very close they they uh, a lot of um movies actually like to do like callbacks to movies like that uh indiana jones i know in general was a callback to some movie of the 60s and it's like if you watch the shots in those uh in that adventure movie from the 60s or 50s or something like that it's a shot for shot remake of indiana jones so yeah maybe that's like something similar they were going for here because they actually uh, uh they tried to get steven spielberg in this um uh in this but oh no steven spielberg didn't do george lucas did indiana jones didn't he or was he the director? I don't know. 
He was something in Indiana Jones. George Lucas wrote Indiana Jones. Steven Spielberg directed Indiana Jones. Oh, so Steven Spielberg did direct it. Yeah, Yeah, I thought he did. Um, But yeah, Steven Spielberg was supposed to be a cameo in this movie. Um, And if you notice in the beginning, the director looks almost identical to Steven Spielberg because they couldn't get the real Steven Spielberg, but they got this guy who almost looks identical to him. Not, not like, not like I said, where uh, the Johnny Cage actor looks like Tom Cruise, which is, he, he almost very vaguely does. <laughs> but this guy, uh, this director, looks almost spot on to um, Steven Spielberg, which I thought was pretty good. That act, that, uh, the director has a line. He says, if Johnny Cage walks out on him, he'll be a failure and he'll be uh, directing traffic. And actually, that would be Steven Soderbergh would direct that film in five years Oof, doug what is that actually steven soderbergh <laughs> who is uh, in the thing no there's a movie called traffic that's in, that in like the deep end, 1990 doug. in like 2000 <laughs> uh, you can't hit them all you can't hit them all out of the park doug that was a good <laughs> one but we can edit that out <laughs> no we're gonna keep that one in but we're gonna shorten the pause oh man no extend that out i think just add, just add laugh tracks in there <laughs> yeah i'll probably edit that out it's fine like uh, in big bang theory style uh, <laughs> all right you guys got anything else for uh this movie no i think that's it for me um i i would say for me there's a ton of stuff that i do want to talk about when we talk about annihilation because i think annihilation is also equally bad um to, in my opinion it's I don't just know about equally not equally maybe not equally it's worse um let's say that but so i have a lot to say about annihilation i do think that a lot of the criticisms that you see in annihilation because we're gonna watch annihilation pretty close to the original mortal Kombat movie you can see where some of the same director miscues are in both movies is it the same director i don't know i feel like it is i don't think so let me check i I think um i think paul uh ws anderson i think he read the script and just like threw it out i don't think he was too happy yeah i don't think it's the same bad things nothing good about mortal Kombat annihilation oh it's it's great but for all the wrong all the it's great for all the wrong reasons. That's good because we were on an upward trend of video game movies because it started off with a really crappy one and then it got slowly better. And now I'm glad we're, we're like diving off a cliff a little bit. I'm ready for and the Eventually, I think yeah. we're going to go back up to go to, to, to Tomb Raider because I think Tomb Raider might be the epitome of video game <laughs> movies. Maybe. Have you have you seen Annihilation? Oh yeah. I have not seen Annihilation. You need to like get get a few friends over, get some beers. It's a really fun movie to watch. It's just it's so insane. It's such a mess. It's just it's, a real it's, so fun. it's a real train wreck. <laughs> there's so many lines from that film too. There's just like there's so many bad, memorable lines from it. <laughs> You've probably heard the one like um there's like a famous one. It's a Mother, you're alive. Too bad you will die. <laughs> that's like a famous that's like one you always see on the internet oh it's pretty I don't bad know that one but it sounds god awful so <laughs> we'll talk about that in the next episode that's and good. i think we should all come up with our top 10 just 
cheesiest, just worst lines in the movie. Perfect. I like that idea a lot. Oh. So yeah, let's uh, at least at least do top five. Maybe there are ten that we can probably. Are there easily probably... ten cheesy lines that you can just probably? If we made a list of all of them, we'd be doing like a four-hour podcast. It's, it's a terrible, Jeez. terrible thing. <laughs> there's so many bad oh, lines, but there's, they're all they're all great. Okay, I'll write down as many as I I find <laughs> that I liked a lot. So, um, but cool. For the longest time with this movie, just before we end, for the longest time, I thought that the director for Mortal Kombat was Paul Thomas Anderson, and. I was like, I can't believe that Paul Thomas Anderson directed Mortal Kombat. And I don't know if you guys know who Paul Thomas Anderson is, but Paul Thomas Anderson is the guy who directed Boogie Nights, The Master, Inherent Vice, There Will Be Blood, those movies. And so I thought for the longest time that that same guy directed Mortal Kombat. And I was like, how did this possibly happen? How did the guy who is so good at directing movies direct Mortal Kombat? And then I was in college and said that to somebody. And they're like, you are an idiot. There's absolutely no way that that's the same guy. <laughs> um, and the person who I said that to is probably listening to this podcast. So shout out to Rob in that one. Awesome. Um, because, awesome. yeah, I remember telling him that. And he's like, there's no way. You're an idiot. Yep. So... <laughs> I thought you might, you were going to say Wes Anderson, which would have been equally hilarious. Oh, no. I I thought for the longest time, I was like, the guy who directed Boogie Nights directed Mortal Kombat. Uh. <laughs> I mean, that that would be quite the turn for movies. Oh. But that's, that's pretty hilarious. Well, Doug, you got anything else? Nope. Cool. So... So that does it for this episode of Reset and Rewind, Mortal Kombat the Movie from 1995. We now have a Facebook if you want to follow us. I think we're up to like 25 followers. I just started this thing last week. So find us on there and follow us. Pretty soon it's going to be 25,000 people. (laughs) I sent it to like a few close friends and that's pretty much it. The invitations. That's awesome. Uh, so we also have an email at resetandrewindpodcast at gmail.com. And anything else you guys want to say? Nope. I think I'm good. All right. Well, in order to finish finish this podcast, unfortunately, I'll have to rip both of your heads off, leaving your spinal cord dangling. Fate.